Hello everyone, this is James and welcome to the Notorious Banker podcast. First of all, I want to thank everyone who has subscribed to the Notorious Banker on Patreon, patreon.com slash notoriousbanker, where for as little as a $1 a month subscription, you could help me, the Notorious Banker, fight back against big banks and listen to this 16,000 plus total followers on TikTok and Twitter, on TikTok at Notorious Banker and on Twitter at BankBetterGuy. Um, an astounding jump in followers from the last time I talked to you a few days ago. And the reason why um, the big jump in followers is because of what we're talking about here today. But first of all, let me say thank you so very much for your love and support. I really do appreciate it. And, you know, what can I say? It has been a hell of a weekend. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where I love my I love my job. I love what I do. I love this podcast. I love being um, a social media person, you know. Being on TikTok now, being on Twitter, um, having these conversations with so many people, thousands of people about what's really going on in the banking world. And, you know, a lot of you have been following me since 2018, and I thank you for that. I really, really do. And, you know, seeing what's happened in the last couple of days has told me one thing, that a lot more people care about banking and care about being treated right and care about, you know, being treated with respect than anything And, of course, a lot of my project is, hey, banks don't treat you with respect, and here's why, kind of breaking down the fourth wall. Um, But whenever that hits into the real world, I think people finally understand what I'm talking about. You see the stress that a lot of people are going through. And, And, yes, COVID is a big part of it, but life is a big part of it, okay? You know, I wasn't working at a bank during COVID, so I don't know if it's different types of stress than than what it was back then for me. But I got to tell you one thing. I had headaches all the time. I couldn't sleep. I overate. I was depressed. And I tried to kill myself two different occasions in the last seven years. So I know what it's like to work in a banking environment. I know the the levels of emotions that it triggers you. But I never committed a crime, though. I never harassed people the way that uh, the person that we're going to talk about today harassed people. So unless you've been living under a rock on social media, which is very unlikely because if you found me, you're probably on social media. Um, James Iannazzo, a financial advisor, an FA who works for Bank of America Merrill Lynch or who did work for Bank of America Merrill Lynch, arrested and charged um, in connection with a harassment and verbal assault and physical assault, although he wasn't charged with it, of um, some girls inside a smoothie shop in Connecticut. Um, the video went viral. I was alerted about it um, a few hours after it happened. Although I wasn't really, I wasn't really keen on checking it out because you know people people are amazing. They find out who's who um, in in no time. The internet's just undefeated with that. Uh, but when I heard that, hey, it's a Bank of America guy, it's a Maryland guy, I was like, okay, yeah, we'll check it out. And then I saw the name, and then I was familiar with the name, so I put two and two together. I was like. Son of a bitch, that has to be the Bank of America guy. Then I saw the video and I was horrified, of course. I was horrified by seeing what this person did and understanding that this is the type of behavior that's acceptable at Bank of America. Maybe not throwing smoothies at people, but the verbal abuse, verbal harassment, the intimidation, the the belittling of people. That's Bank of America and Merrill Lynch in a nutshell. And seeing that, I was just compelled to 
just do a video after seeing that. And just I felt so passionate about the young girls in the video. And we're gonna get into just kind of break down what you know what people are saying, what what's alleged and everything in a second here. It's not gonna be a traditional bank podcast, notorious banker. But um, we'll get into that in a second. But just seeing that, just understanding that these girls are doing more than what um, I do for a living, doing more than what he did for a living, which is working hard for their money, um, felt so bad. So I posted a video. I didn't think anything of it. had a few hundred views whenever I crashed out for bed. And I woke up and had 717,000 views, 3,000 new followers, tons of likes, tons of ads. And I was just blown away. I was blown away how I was kind of sucked into this this thing, this narrative. Um, but I was I was happy to because it allows me a chance to talk to a bigger audience about what's really going on in banking. So I posted a couple more videos, including one where he was terminated from Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. And we'll get to that in the second part of this podcast. And then um, thirdly, I just posted kind of a parody video of him in jail, which is getting a lot of heat from people on the right side of things. And I'm going to get into why I did that. I'm going to get into... Um, why we need to discuss this more, but not for the reasons that you think, okay? Yes, you know, being a carer and all these things that are going on in the world, that's horrible stuff, and I don't condone um, the type of behavior that um, customers do to customer service associates. But at the same time, I want to talk about why he did something like that. Understand the type of person he was in the workplace that he was. And a lot of people say, well, why do you got to get him fired? Why, Why does his job matter what he did or whatever? It does matter. It does matter because it's it's the butterfly effect, okay? The way that he treats people, the way he treated those three people is the same way he probably treats his 10 employees, which in turn, that's the way that they treat their friends and family, which in turn, that's the way they treat their friends and family. And you got thousands of people impacted at the verbal abuse of one gentleman who decided to chuck a smoothie at someone instead of being rational and saying, hey, I'd like to speak to your manager, or um, can you give me the number to your corporate office? But you know what? He's fucking old enough to look it up him fucking self, okay? He could have done that by himself. He didn't have to do that with the girls. And I'll get into all that stuff why in just a second here. It might be a long podcast. It might be 15 minutes. I don't know where it's going to go, but I just wanted to intro you to this podcast and say, hey, if you don't want to talk about this or you don't want to listen to um, someone being glad that a Bank of America person got fired for verbally and physically abusing smoothie shop employees in Connecticut, well, then go ahead and skip this one for now, and I'll catch you on the next one. But after this brief promotional consideration, I'm going to talk to you about what went down, so please stick around. Potential sponsors, my name is James Baca, also known as The Notorious Banker. I am the host, creator, and proprietor of The Notorious Banker Project. I am also a consumer advocate who helps customers solve complex financial issues. I would love to have you as a sponsor of my content. The Notorious Banker has a critically acclaimed podcast of the same name, listened to by 10,000 people an episode, and we also have a very active Twitter community with thousands of posts monthly, creating millions of impressions and engagement per month. Also, a burgeoning young adult fan base on TikTok at Notorious Banker with 5,700 loyal followers and growing. I am looking for a dedicated sponsor who will help my project grow and will also let me be a loyal advocate for your company or product. 13 years in a financial institution has given me sales skills which will help me promote your company as I continue my journey into bettering financial lives. Ad packages are as affordable as $10 cost per mil which includes cross promotion on my social media channels, podcasts, and any direct promotion desired by you. Please contact me at james at thenotoriousbanker.com or go to thenotoriousbanker.com slash sponsorship for more details. Let's enlighten the amazing follower base of The Notorious Banker with your product, my podcast, and our goal to better our followers' financial lives. Thank you so much. 
All right, and we're back with more Notorious Banker. So, you know, of course, we're going to be talking about the James Iannazzo thing, uh, the Connecticut Bank of America Merrill Lynch financial advisor who was caught on camera um, verbally and then physically assaulting young girls inside a smoothie shop in Connecticut for allegedly putting peanut butter in his drink. And we'll get to that in a second because I'm going to be fair here. I'm going to break down... um, his alleged excuse as to why he did that as well. Just because it's, it's fair. I may not agree with it, but I'm still going to go ahead and talk about it. Because you know what? This is America. And the people who say America this, America that, and they love this country. And they love it so much that, you know, any dissenting opinion of what they have about a story that they love, um, they're going to flame you for it. And I've been getting flamed about it on social media. Um, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to be the bigger person here and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to give you a platform. You say that this is a legitimate reason why he did it. I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to break down why I think it's wrong. And we're going to agree to disagree. But I'm still going to let you have that opinion, even though I don't agree with it. Because that's, that's, that's truly America. America is truly the fact that, hey, you know, I may not agree with you. But guess what? We live in a pretty damn good country where you can say what you want and not get tagged for it. But whenever you start talking death threats, whenever you start talking harassment and stuff like that, then it's going too far. But um, James Iannazzo, a Bank of America Merrill Lynch financial advisor, now former advisor, terminated yesterday for that event that happened on Saturday. And um, really quick, I just want to clean this up. The reason why I always say Bank of America Merrill Lynch, that is the correct pronunciation of that company's name internally, okay? Uh, Bank of America Merrill Lynch, Bank of America wants to know. They smear their feces on the Merrill Lynch name. Whenever they inquired it 14 years ago, um, they wanted to call it that. There was branding for that. I am referred to it as Bank of America Merrill Lynch. Some people refer to it as Merrill. Some people refer to it as ML. Um, it's Bank of America, okay? You know, it's it's like saying, you know, Sam's Club's not Walmart. It's like, did you go to Walmart? Oh, no, I went to Sam's Club. It's the same shit, all right? So... I'm going to just talk, talk to him really quick about him first. I actually have heard his name before. And and the funny thing about James Iannazzo is he lives in Stamford, Connecticut, which if you're a pro wrestling fan, a lot of you know that that's the home of the World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE's world headquarters. Well, I'm not going to put two and two together. It was a very pro wrestling type of promo that he cut on those young girls, which I'm, you know, I smile as I'm saying it, but it's not funny. Um and you know it's only 90 miles away from new york city so whenever you're a highfalutin guy in damn near the biggest market in the world and you work for a company like that you're high profile so i've heard his name before i heard his name while working at bank of america i didn't know who he was never interacted with him but i have seen the name before how can you forget a name that has two two n's and two z's you know what i mean it's just a weird name and understanding that that person is high up there the fact that he worked there for 26 years tells you one thing he was probably good at his job i'm not doubting that he sucked at his job he was probably really good he was probably a star he probably made them a shit ton of money and good for him you know if he got rewarded for his hard work good for him i didn't get rewarded for my hard work and that's one of the reasons why i have a podcast now but Ayanazo, you know, was a name that was familiar to me. So whenever I heard the news on TikTok on Saturday night, I knew that it was some name that was familiar to me. So I looked it up, and sure enough, it was him. Now, there's a lot going on here. So I'm just going to read the Bloomberg article, Catherine Doherty. Um, and, and this says, Bank of America ousts advisor after he allegedly throws drink at Connecticut smoothie shop employee makes racist statements. 
I understand the word allegedly has to be there because in America, you're innocent until proven guilty. I understand that. But the fact of the matter is we all saw it. So we all know exactly what he did. Um, and this is the Bloomberg article here. I'll link to in the show notes. It says Bank of America Corp ousted a financial advisor after police arrested him for a racially charged hiring at a smoothie shop in Connecticut that was caught on video and viewed millions of times on social media over the weekend. The incident at aerobics outlet Saturday began when James Ayanaza ordered a drink without peanut butter for his son, who has a peanut allergy, according to a statement from the Fairfield Police Department. He left the store, returned to confront employees after his son had an allergic reaction that sent him to a hospital. So one of the things in the video, and people have screenshotted it and circled the drink in his hand before he threw it, um, the drink did not was not consumed okay it looked like if anything a sip of it had been drink so i i'm not gonna speculate on allergic reaction and allergies i have a a tree nut allergy myself i'm allergic to almonds and (laughs) if you guys want to send me almond candies in the mail to to poison me for um not agreeing with your gentleman here then by all means do it i'll donate to someone who doesn't have the allergy um but here's the thing okay he barely drank it I'm not saying that that couldn't have caused anaphylactic shock, but there's a lot of people, and I I went to work at Bank of America with a lot of moms. I'm not a parent, so I can't speak on that. But uh, you know, as a person who was around parents all the time, I know you know children who have allergies. I know children who have maladies. I had um, a very special needs niece that passed away last year, and you know she had specific medical needs. I understand that and respect the hell out of that. Parents of those people really do have it hard. And if everything is what it's cracked up to be with what Ayanazo says, then I got to respect the mom of that kid. I'll even respect him to some extent to to wanting to support his family member. But you don't attack other people with that. He did not drink the smoothie. And, and if he did legitimately go to the hospital, of course, the question is, why wasn't Ayanazo at the hospital as well? I don't know. I don't know. I, every parental dynamic is different. Maybe mom didn't want him to go there. Maybe, you know, maybe dad just had this vendetta. Says, I'm, gonna, I'm out for blood. I can tell you, Bank of America Merrill Lynch employees, they do that. Sometimes they just pick on an employee just to pick on them. I dealt with that shit all the time. So I think that's what he was doing. I think that he was going there not to speak to the Like, yeah, he was going to get a girl in trouble. I mean, he probably gets off on that. I got written up so many times at Bank of America for stupid stuff that you wouldn't believe it was ridiculous. So I know that was probably his intent. And and I know what a lot of the crazy people on social media are saying. Well, the girls you know could have killed him and the girls shouldn't have talked back. You don't have to take that abuse anymore. One of the things we've learned during the pandemic, one of the things we've learned just in the last few years itself is, you know what, you're you're worth more than what people think that you're worth, okay? And, and if you're going to get yelled at like that, um, it better be for a job that pays a shit ton of money because if you're making $10, $12 an hour making smoothies and that person is going to call you an immigrant, is going to call you a fucking loser, um, that's not worth it. That's definitely not worth it. So... You know, his son was allegedly in the hospital. He goes there. I don't know what the end game was. What was the end game for him being there Was is my problem. Was he going, you know, did he want to beat up these people? Because he was obviously trying to go through an employee's only door. He obviously threw a drink at this person's shoulder. He obviously verbally harassed them in a way that is not acceptable under any circumstances. Even when someone intentionally inflicts harm on you. It's just not, it's not the, 
ethical way of doing things. There's processes. If that person had ill intent to harm his kid, well, then you go to the police as well. But but the problem with Ayanazo um, here is I just think he was out for blood. I just really think that he was there to make a point, to show, hey, what, you know, this big dick energy, what, look, look who I am. Do you know who I am? And do you know who you are? I can fucking crush you. That's the way branch managers at banks are, and they're not shit either, okay? So in the in the article, it says, A video shot from behind the counter shows a man shouting and using expletives and throwing a drink at an employee. And then this is what he says. He says, quote, I want to speak to the fucking person who made this drink. The man could be heard in copies of the vid- video on TikTok and Twitter, that's yours truly, that were widely cited in media reports. You stupid fucking immigrant. And he said later, adding, you fucking immigrant loser. Um, you know, the, the, I'll just get to the immigrant part really quick here. I'm, I'm Mexican-American. I am not a Mexican. I am not from Mexico. I was born in America. My mom is from America. My grandparents were born in America. And as far as I know, my great-grandparents were born in America. Um, I'm sure they've been called names. And, you know, those type of slurs and racial epithets, I've heard within my own family, you know, and that's just the way... That's just the way things are, okay? You know, I understand that this is not acceptable. And even if my mom said that about, you know, our families, they like, go, oh, we're a bunch of immigrants or whatever. Um, it's just not acceptable. It's just not the way that you talk about people or whatever. That being said, I do live 29 miles away from the Mexican border. I live next to El Paso, Texas, which is basically a Spanish-speaking city, which is fine by me. I don't know Spanish fluently, but I can get by. Just like whenever you go to Paris, you can kind of get by not knowing the language. Um, and I'm so close to what is, I'm so close to all that. There's so many amazing Mexican customers in my life. Um, I would never call them that in a moment of anger. I can call someone an asshole. I can call someone a dick face. A dick face is a word that I love to use. And, um, I would call them that. I would not call them an immigrant loser because it, it means nothing. Okay. The dude's name is fucking Ayanazo. He is an Italian man. Bank of America was Bank of of Italy, and it was founded by Amadeo Giannini, an Italian man who started the bank because Italian people were basically black people 120 years ago, and they were denied loans, they were denied just business assistance, and he created this bank for his people. So little does Ayanaza know that he works for a company that's literally like the biggest like ethnic bank out there, and he himself is an Italian-American man. A hundred years ago, he would be treated like a fucking immigrant loser, according to him. So it's that's the really frustrating part. I just I just don't like that word. I, I don't like how you can belittle someone with that. And I understood why the girl took offense, but you're just reaching for stuff now. I know this. When people talk shit to me, the first thing they reach for is, I got big ears, or I have crooked teeth, or I have a big head, or I'm fat. I, I, I've heard it all, and it, it, it no longer bothers me. It used to bother me. But whenever you're reaching for, for fastballs and you throw that shit out there, I, I can tell that um, you just like to do that. You, you just get off in that type of anger. And the whole, I want to speak to the fucking person who made this drink. Like I said, what's his endgame? If someone goes, hey, I made the drink, what is he going to do? Okay, because he's already dressing them down. He's already calling them fucking idiots and fucking stupid teenage kids or whatever. Um, what's he going to do after that? There's nothing he can do is, except for, you know, yell at them more. No, it's not. It was going to lead to violence. It was going to lead to physical assault. It was going to lead to something where it was not going to be pretty. 
Did he have a weapon? No, he didn't. Uh, otherwise, that would have been in the news. But you know what? He's a big man, and these are little girls. They, he could have hurt them. So that's the thing that really, really bothers me about it, is what's the end game of him asking who made the drink? And, you know, he says, you know, you're guys a bunch of fucking idiots, and I want the manager's phone number and all that. Here's the thing, okay? From a, um, This is a man who cold calls people. Ayanazo is a financial advisor. I was a relationship manager. I'm like two steps away from where he was, okay? So what you do is you have a book of business, and you have a call list, and on Monday and Wednesday nights for a lot of people, Tuesday nights for me, you call all these people, and then you find that information, and then some people, when you call them, for sales purposes, you're like, how did you get my number? Well, it's like, well, we have your information here handy, man. He can go, hey, Robex, which is the name of the smoothie shop, Fairfield, Connecticut, franchisee owner. Go to the fucking Chamber of Commerce. Go to the Better Business Bureau. You can find out the LLC. Hey, who owns Smoothies Connecticut LLC? Oh, it's Joe Blow. Mr. Blow, my name is James Ionazzo, and I had an issue with one of your workers on Saturday. That's how you do it. Even the average fucking Karen can can do that. They know how to find that information. And I always tell my wife, I always tell my friends and family, I grew up in a pretty amazing time because I was such an inquisitive person. I love to know things about things. And I also love that I have the internet to research those things. And I think that that's really cool. I really think it could be used for bad too. Um, but at the same time, it's really cool to be in a world where... Um, if you want to know something, you can find out through, you know, Amazon, Alexa, through Google, through all that stuff. You can find out all of these things about stuff that you want to know immediately. And he could have easily did that. And he didn't have to keep the drink there. He could he could have just left it at home and said, hey, look, you want to test this drink out? You can test it, but it's got peanut butter in there. And I, I ran my card at this time, and it looks like cashier number 001 on the register, who, whoever that is, that's the person who gave me the drink. He didn't have all that stuff. Whenever you're a banker, you know how to concoct stories. You know how to do scripting. You know how to make it sound so fucking amazing in your head. That way, whenever you talk to a customer, it sounds like you know what you're talking about. That's why I was good as a banker. It wasn't because I knew more than them. It's because I memorized all this stuff about how awesome these bank accounts are when they really weren't. But I could figure out the, the finer points of them and tell them this is why you should bank with us. If it was If it was about escalating to a manager and this and that and the other thing... He could have did that through through a different method. Because one thing I can tell you about Bank of America and Merrill Lynch employees is they know how to escalate properly. Whenever someone gets you in trouble and says, James, I don't like the way you're doing things. I want to speak to your manager. Uh, I want you to escalate this because this is ridiculous. I was trained by Bank of America to say, okay, well, that's fine. Here's the here's my card. Um, here's the business card of my manager. Her name is Maria, or my name is Christina, and they're in El Paso. This is their direct phone number. This is their email address. If you call or email them, you will get a response. Um, go ahead and let them know what's going on. That's fine. Um, of course, I, I may not agree with what you're saying, but I'll figure out a way to make sure that we get this rectified for you. And it sucked. There was people who didn't like me, but I was able to properly escalated and there were times I did get in trouble and there were times that I didn't get in trouble because the customer was wrong at that point but you know what and and maybe the girls did that slightly wrong I'm not I'm not going to throw them under the bus at all but I'm just saying you know what whenever you're a kid you don't understand the ramifications of that and how easily you can be fired from a job like that for absolutely nothing because I mean I worked at a bank I managed millions of dollars and I was fired for absolutely nothing for god's sakes so 
you have that moment where he knows how to escalate, but he didn't want to do that, okay? He was fucking Charles Bronson in Death Wish. You know, Bruce Willis now plays it. I like Bronson better personally. And he just wanted, he wanted that blood. I just know it. I know it from working with these guys for years and how they, they, they love a good reaming. They love when they're successful with sales, but they also love when they suck because then they can wave their dick around and be the boss, okay? They really could. So, you know, there's so much more to this story. It's going to probably end up being a very, very, very long podcast. But I'm going to try to, like, just talk a little bit faster here. Um, an attorney for Ionazo said that his client, quote, wholeheartedly regrets that the incident took place. I'm fucking sure he did. After this Dinesh dude um, on Twitter, at that Dinesh guy, um, had something like 2.4 million views of his video. And a million views on his TikTok video. And I had nearly a million views on mine. And something like 450,000 views for mine on Twitter. Crazy amounts. Crazy numbers. These are all-time numbers for me. And um, what can I say? It's a very visceral reaction that a lot of people have with what's going on in the world. You know, people working hard at their jobs and someone just attacking them. You know, they, they understand what that feels like. Because they've probably been in a work environment where that's, you know, acceptable as well. And it says, um, by Sunday, Bank of America said, Ionazo 48. And that, by the way, that's another thing. This fucking dude, and I don't mean to body shame, but he's he's only 10 years older than me. And he looks like he's 30 years older than me. He looks like an old man, okay? I... I, I don't even know what to say. My dad is in his mid-60s, and my, he probably looks closer to my dad's age than anything. And he, this is a dude that graduated in the, you know, the mid-90s from college and stuff like that. So he wasn't that long removed from actually being a kid. Um, it says, no longer works at Merrill Lynch Wealth Management, where regulatory records show his work since at least the mid-90s. And that's the thing with being an FA, financial advisor, securities, stuff... People can track you down. There's profiles for you, FINRA profiles, and you can see what this person does, where they work, and all that stuff. Putting yourself on on FINRA, you know, working in that field, and also being on social media, for instance, is a slippery slope. And that's why a lot of people who I know who are in the securities business do not post on social media for the simple fact that it's easy to be tracked down, especially since you have such a high-profile job. Um, Naveed Jamali, who is an MSNBC reporter, actually emailed um, Bill Halden, who is one of the spokes um, robots for Bank of America, real butte himself, man. He is, he is something else. This is a man who works as a city councilman in a city in California uh, on behalf of the people while he still works for a company that screws over so many people. So he wrote Naveed um, after Naveed asked, hey, do you, does this guy work for Bank of America? What's the deal? And this is what Bill Halden said. <clears throat> Hi, Naveed. My colleagues forwarded your message. Below is an on-the-record comment. And this is what the on-the-record comment was. <clears throat> Our company does not tolerate behavior of this kind. We immediately investigated and have taken action. This individual is no longer employed at our firm. So... That's the that's the second part of it. Or well, I guess the third part of it. There's so many parts that I don't even know what part I'm on. Um, getting fired from his job. I've seen people get fired on the job for what they've done on social media. I've gotten in trouble for what I've done on social media when I worked at Bank of America. It wasn't like your fire trouble. But they're like, hey, yeah, lay off the Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat a little bit. 
and I could tell you stories and go on and on about that. And I'm fine. I'm, you know, I admit that I was probably a little uh, crazier back in the day, and I've kind of just toned it down because I'm older and I'm wiser. So, losing the job, I mean, if he got arrested, he was going to lose his job anyway. It didn't have to go viral. If he went to jail, more than likely he was going to get in trouble because you can't have a criminal working in financial securities like that. And it's just that's just not the way that it works, especially with a company like them. And, um, you know, the fact that they immediately investigated and have taken action, this is where the rubber meets the road for a lot of the crazy people who are defending this man. Okay, so, and and this this is just something that I just don't get. He probably has talked about his family before to someone. I'm sure Bank of America probably reached out to his, you know, bosses or even his subordinates and asked a bunch of questions during the day saying, hey, what's going on? with this dude over here and um do you know anything have you and he may have gotten reports on him before he may have treated an employee bad and they may have went to hr or something all that shit piles on this might have been the last straw we don't know we don't know all that stuff i don't i would like to think that this was not the only thing that got him fired at the same time i'm not really um against the fact that this got him fired but trust me when i say if they immediately investigated and they said, well, hey, like, even if it had peanut butter in this drink and there was someone who got sick, is this something that we tolerate? No. So Bank of America as a whole said, no, we do not want part of this. And they got rid of him. And I got to say kudos to Bank of America, okay? They they were proactive and they were public about this. Bank of America is very rarely public about anything. Whenever that whole January 6th thing came out where they were, um, you know, giving FBI... Um, data of their customers and stuff like that. And all the Republican people were going batshit crazy. Bank of America never addressed that once. It's because they're scared. They're scared of being on the record. Well, they were on the record about this person right here. And it's just it's just stupid. Ayanazo's lawyer, Frank J. Riccio, wrote on Twitter that his client, quote, had stressed to the staff that the product must not contain peanuts. I need to fucking get to that in just a second, okay? Uh, And I'll I'll clean it up as well. And it says, and that his receipts showed that it shouldn't have peanut butter. Riccio said that his son had, quote, severe allergic reaction and was taken to the hospital by ambulance. Um, Okay, I mean, that's fine, I understand. I really hope his kid is doing well. And that sucks. If his kid had a physical um, injury... Um, I'm not going to wish him or his family ill will. I really hope and pray for the best for him. Um, but I'm going to get to the smoothie thing in just a second. But one more final thing about clearing up about the termination thing. Whenever you're on Twitter and you say, well, let's get this guy fired, cancel culture and all that. I'm not a big cancel culture person. I, I, you know, It's one of those things where I think people get too easily offended by certain things. Um, you know, there's people who, there was a whole subplot in the show, The Morning Show, with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, where, um, the weatherman says that someone is his spirit animal, and someone was offended by that phrasing, because they were Native American or something like that, and I just thought, you know, like, I'm glad that they made that point, because there's some things that are just silly, some things that just people just get triggered by, and they just say, I want blood, and that's just wrong. That's just wrong. I come from a place where a lot of my heroes are comedians and free speech pioneers like George Carlin, hell, Dennis Miller, even though Dennis Miller's on the Republican side of things now, I still respect the hell out of him. And Bill Maher, a lot of people hate him and his crazy views, but you know what? I respect his honesty. 
I respect the way that he says things. And, you know, certain people have tried to to cancel culture all of those guys at some point in time for what they say and what they do. And and I understand that that's wrong. But this person committed a crime. This person committed a crime on people that were smaller than him, that were of the female persuasion, and that were younger than him. Um, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. You get canceled whenever you do stuff like that. If you rob that smoothie shop, you're getting canceled in the eyes of the courts because you're going to prison at that point in time. So... I don't think it's cancel culture trying to get this person fired because he was going to get himself fired anyway. This act, had it not even been videotaped and he still got arrested, he would have got fired anyway. So now let's get to what the lawyer was saying about that they asked for no peanut butter in their smoothie thing. So I don't know what Robix is. I, I, I'm not from the East Coast and um, I wasn't familiar with their company. I looked at their... Um, their Instagram, they only have 1,800 followers. Um, they have a Twitter account. I'm going to it right now as I speak to you. And I'm sure I probably have um, close to as many followers as they have. They have 6,000 followers, okay? So I went to their menu. And, you know, we have smoothie shops here in New Mexico. And I used to go to them a lot. And, you know, I understand how those things work. So I want to look for smoothies. And then I was looking for the smoothies that just had peanut butter in there. And and when when I think smoothie, I think fruit or maybe vegetables and spinach and all that shit. I don't I don't eat all that stuff. It's just gross to me. And then the the fruit smoothies, I'm like I just rather have ice cream instead of a bunch of sugar and strawberries, you know. But I looked for the performance smoothies, which is where the peanut butter was going to be, because I looked at all of these sons of bitches. I did not see peanut butter on any of these smoothies except the ones called performance smoothies. So um, there are three of them that have peanut butter in there. And this is the one called the 800-pound gorilla. I'll link to this in the show notes too. 800-pound gorilla smoothie. It has a banana, peanut butter, non-fat frozen yogurt, soy milk, chocolate, multivitamin, and 40 grams of whey protein. So you get that and you get uh, an 800-pound gorilla without the peanut butter. Then it's banana, frozen yogurt, soy milk, and chocolate. If that kid has a peanut allergy, he maybe has a soy allergy too. I'm just saying. I'm not going to pick on his family. I'm not going to talk about this in detail. But they're literally paying for soy milk, frozen yogurt, and a banana. And whey protein, I guess. But here's the thing with whey protein. I lift weights a lot. I actually lifted weights for the better part of 20 years, but hardcore the last six years. Some whey protein that you buy, um, Walmart, the cheap brand, the Super Performance, whatever it's called. The one has Rob Gronkowski on the front of it. Um, you look at the warning label and it says this is made in a factory that has tree nuts, peanuts, and coconut or, or whatever. Like it has a warning label saying if you're allergic to these things, do not consume this product. Milk, eggs, whatever. I've seen these warning things on tons of whey protein because I've consumed hundreds of pounds of whey protein over the years. And more often than not, there's a warning label saying do not consume this if you're allergic to XYZ. So I'm curious to see whether or not they took the whey protein out of the shake. Because if they took the whey protein out of the shake and the peanut butter out of the shake, why in the fuck did they go get that smoothie over there if it's just banana, frozen yogurt, and soy milk? It's literally something you can make for like 50 cents at home if you buy all the materials. You can have multiple versions of that. The other one is called the Peanut Power Plus. It's banana, peanut butter, non-fat frozen yogurt, soy milk, energy, multivitamin, and 10 grams of whey protein. It's the same shit. 
um, as the 800-pound gorilla, just way less whey protein. And then the only other peanut butter one is nuts about protein. It has coffee, peanut butter, cinnamon, raw honey, non-fat frozen yogurt, multivitamin, and whey protein. Once again, the whey protein may contain peanuts or tree nuts in there. Peanut butter, get rid of that. Then you're talking about a shake that has coffee, cinnamon, raw honey, and frozen yogurt. And this is a younger kid. Are they drinking coffee? Raw honey. I know some people who are allergic to honey. What what exactly was it? I think that, and, and this is just me speculating. I'm going to move off of it because I don't want to talk about the kid. If the kid does have a legit allergy and he legit went to the hospital, he needs to use that card in order to say, hey, you know, I'm not guilty for this reason. I had a reason to do this. I was not in my right frame of mind or whatever. But if it turns out that he's lying about this, then this is the proof right here, okay? These three shakes are just things that either you're just paying for milk and a banana in one, or you're just paying for coffee and raw honey in the other, which I just don't think any person under the age of 25 would have the coffee raw honey one. I know this because I'm old, and I would have thought that that shit was nasty when I was younger. So whatever shake or smoothie that he bought minus the peanut butter, I just don't understand why they got those shakes in the first place like why would you spend that much money on those shakes if you're taking out which is literally probably the most expensive part of that aside from the whey protein whatever and if he said well hey i got an allergy whatever if he ordered it online is there a thing that says that you have an allergy do not get this if it's not with the smoothie place then i understand why he would be pissed but here's the thing if he says no peanut butter and he orders it online they're not under the assumption that someone has an allergy. They're just saying no peanut butter and they're following orders. You, you, can't, you can't assume that that other person knows what you're talking about if you're ordering it online. But if you ordered it in person and he said, hey, no peanut butter and then there's peanut butter in there, um, then I would be mad. Then I would be mad just more as a, as a parent. But here's the thing. And like I said, I'm not a parent. I don't, I don't have kids, so I don't know how this is like. But I do have former co-workers who had kids with allergies. And they carry EpiPens with them. You know, there was there was you know someone that I talked to before that worked at a bank, uh, Bank of America in El Paso, actually. And they talked about how they have to call ahead restaurants to see what they serve to make sure that this is all the case. And although I don't understand it because I don't have anyone in my household that's like that, I'm like, that's extreme. So it just seemed to me that they were cutting corners at that point in time. And here's the thing I could tell you about smoothies, especially smoothies with peanut butter, okay? And this, this is a bank podcast, and we're talking fucking smoothies here, okay? I don't make peanut butter smoothies at home. Although peanut butter, chocolate, milk, and all that, after lifting weights, getting hardcore, getting buff, it sounds awesome. You know why I don't do that? Because it is a bitch to clean peanut butter out of a blender. It sucks. It's the worst thing in the world. Even if you have one of those like ninjas that has the detachable blade, it's just a mess and you can't get the smell out of there. And after you wash it, it still smells like peanut butter. Do you know what I'm getting at? So I'm sure that the the smoothie place, whenever they have these proteiny, you know, smoothies or whatever, they have a separate blender for them. And that blender is going to have peanut butter in it. So if someone says no peanut butter, not actually discussing about the allergy parts of their life, they're going to make it in that blender. And that's through no fault of their own. They can clean the shit out of it. And you know how Lysol says it's 99.99% effective? Well, sometimes there's that .0001 that's going to bite you in the ass, okay? That's why you can't say 100% because you know what? It may fail and you 
maybe subject to a lawsuit at that point in time. So they could have made it in that blender. So it was a no-win situation. So my thing is, if your kid is that sick, you, you make the smoothie yourself. There's so many people who have celiac disease and all this stuff. They buy all this specialty food nowadays. And I'm learning. I used to be hard-headed about it. But I'm learning a lot about this stuff. I understand that it's it takes a lot of effort. And if I was afflicted with this stuff, I don't know if I could do it. I always pray to God every day that I don't get diabetes. Because I don't think that I would be inclined to you know do insulin injections and all that stuff. That's just not how I roll. I'm not a routine type person with that type of stuff. So I just don't get the whole smoothie argument to begin with. Okay, it just it just really bugs me. But like I said, that being said, if his kid is legitimately sick, I do you know sympathize and I send my best out to his kid. I really do. And it says Richio declined to comment on his client's departure from Merrill. It said according to the police report, Ayanazo asked that the drink be made without peanut butter, but never told the shop workers about his son's allergy. And it's like one of those like, well, why do I have to tell them or whatever? Well, I mean, if your kid is that allergic, but yet he still wants this thing. That is kind of quasi-deadly because the peanut butter is chilling with the rest of the ingredients. Then you may want to tell them. And I'm sure they've been trained on that too. Unless it's like Bank of America and they tell you to do training but they don't give you time to actually do it. It says employees repeatedly told Dianazo to leave but he stayed and continued yelling insults according to police. He also tried to open a locked door to a staff only area. He left before officers arrived and later turned himself in. He was charged with intimidation based on bigotry or bias, trespassing and breaching the peace. And his court appearance was set for February the 7th. So there it is in a nutshell. I mean, it's all there. You know, it's there and he's here um, in, you know, in hot water on social media after being arrested. And this whole world is just turned upside down with Bank of America news. All these people talking about Bank of America that never normally do because of this incident. And, um... I posted some videos on uh, that night. I woke up to several hundred thousand views, thousands of new followers, and a lot of interactions, mostly positive, but a ton of negative and a ton of derogatory stuff at yours truly as well. Um, but before I go to break and then I talk about, I'm going to talk about the social media aspect of it on the second segment here. Um, I'm not big on, on belittling people anymore after years of working at a bank being belittled myself. I know what that's like. I know how the management at Bank of America is. I know if he's an FA and he has a staff underneath him, and I know he does because he has the, you know, the Ayanazo group at Merrill Lynch. There's probably a bunch of uh, financial advisors underneath him who probably have to deal with sales goals, cold calling things, all this shit all the time working there. And he probably is on their ass all the time, yelling, yelling, yelling. And that's why he's aged so much because he never lets that shit go. And all this stress is there, okay, because of this man. I guarantee you they're probably throwing a party at his office now that he's gone. It's like, God damn, I'm glad that the guy's gone because he takes credit for all the work and we do all the work and he, you know, he never treats us right. And that's the way banking is. That's why you move on from certain jobs or whatever. And it's just really, really sad. I really feel for those employees because, shit, they may lose their jobs now too. Um... But the fact of the matter is, it's okay, he got fired, and I'm fine with that. He got arrested, I'm fine with that. You know, there's people saying, well, he should have been charged with aggravated assault and all. I don't know that. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a judge. I didn't write the laws. I, th- I figure they arrested him on the things that they could arrest him on. You know, sometimes whenever someone is drunk driving, but they don't pass a test, or there's some reason why they can't do a breathalyzer or a field sobriety test, 
you still arrest a person on suspicion of drunken driving. Now, it may turn out that it's just a mistake, but at this, at the same time, you have that suspicion, so you're going to go with it, okay? And, you know, according to that Naveed from MSNBC, you know, his securities license is tied with the company that he's with. You could take your Series 7 or 71 or whatever the test is called and pass it. But at the same time, the people who sponsored you for that, if you no longer have a job, you just can't independently practice that unless there's some hurdles that you got to jump through. So he has no way of working in the field that he likes. And I know my wife is telling me, he's like, well, he probably made millions of dollars. And that's all well and good, but millions of dollars for these people is not enough. They want more, more, more. So him not being able to work is going to eat at him. So this is my prediction on this. I'm going to get to the social media part of the next segment. I really do believe he's going to plead guilty to it. I really do believe he's going to take a deal. He probably won't serve any jail time, which is sad. And he'll make an apology and something will happen with community service or something. That's what happens to most of these guys. Um... If we come to find out that this whole thing is a lie and the DA wants to make an example of him, maybe he'll have jail time. It's unlikely, though, but I, I don't know. I don't know, okay? The the court of public opinion, the, the virality of this video and stuff like that is probably worse than any jail sentence that he's going to get, in my personal opinion. Because there's so many people who just hate him for being him now. And they didn't know about him two days ago. And that that's that must be hard. I, <laughs> I pray to God every day that they don't treat me like that on social media if they find something out about me or whatever. I, I don't know what they're going to find out. But holy crap, man. Like I, I think that this is going to be quick and swift. He'll plead out. He'll get a light sentence. Um, he might lose his securities license still. But I see him working at a bank or a fintech or something like that in the not too distant future these he's 48 years old and yeah he may have a lot of money like my wife says but he's still got 10 15 20 years to make more money and that's all those people care about especially when you work at a bank for 26 years like he did it's always about more 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 when what when is too much when is it too much it's never too much and that's the way that he's just going to be going forward um i didn't want to share the video of the the stuff i didn't want to share my tiktok audio on here or whatever you can find my tiktok and Tori's banker i did a funny parody of him in jail uh that pissed off a lot of people you know and of course <laughs> uh eighty thousand views in just under 15 hours um people reported my video for harassment and bullying and they did get the video removed for a few hours um but i got it reinstated um a couple hours after that because it's not harassment and bullying whenever you're just pointing out something that you saw and you know what? I, I wish him the best in the sense that I hope he gets the help that he needs. He obviously has an anger problem and maybe a substance problem at that point in time. But I hope he gets the help he needs. I hope his family's okay. I hope the girls are okay from the smoothie shop. And I'm going to tell you one thing. I hope Bank of America is going to be okay from this. And then the reason why I say that is because I know it's probably bugging the shit out of them that not just me, but that Dinesh guy on Twitter and TikTok have literally combined for over 5 million views of this incident and you know, harnessed tens of thousands of discussions about Bank of America and its policies and Bank of America and its employees since this happened Saturday night. So I'm sure that they're going to look for um, some sort of distraction, a wag the dog, if you will. 
I am putting it here on my podcast like I did on Twitter. I am predicting Bank of America is going to announce the end of overdraft fees altogether as a result of this, as a way of distracting people from what really is going on. A rich asshole ran amok inside a Connecticut smoothie shop uh, where there's tens of thousands of other rich assholes trying to make the bank money. They're going to divert attention from all the stuff that those people do and say, hey, look, here's a pretty little kitty in a basket, a.k.a. overdraft fees are going to go. I guarantee it. Alright, I've had enough to talk about with this dude, but after I come back from this brief promotional consideration, I'm just going to talk about the social media aspect of it and what it means to yours truly, the Notorious Banker, and other people. So please, stick around. Hey everyone, it's James Baca, the Notorious Banker, inviting you to join me on TikTok. Yes, a 38, soon to be 39-year-old man has a TikTok and he loves it. That's at Notorious Banker on TikTok. Why do I love TikTok? Because it allows me to be me. I'm a storyteller. I like to talk about the banking world. One of the things I learned about fighting back against big banks is you just can't say banks suck. You had to tell people why. And yes, while overdraft fees and monthly maintenance fees and bad service seems to be the norm for a lot of people, I have tons of stories about my 13 years in a workplace environment at Bank of America, you know, and the countless conversations I had with other people at other banks about their experiences, current events, and I talk to people in a conversational format and in a humorous format at times to tell them that big banks are not good. I gotta tell you, you will see big banks differently whenever you go to my TikTok page. That's at Notorious Banker on TikTok. Yours truly, James the Notorious Banker, is here to entertain you while informing you about the perils of big banks. And I'm gonna get to have a lot of fun while doing it, but I'm not gonna dance. Once again, that's at Notorious Banker on TikTok. Alright, and I'm back with more Notorious Banker. I had to take like a 20 minute break from recording just because I was just so stressed out over talking about. Uh, the smoothie incident, and I'll, of course I'm going to keep you updated with um, podcasts and posts as events warrant. I made a promise to myself after I did a TikTok video last night where I made a parody of what it would be like for him in jail, and I was able to put on my you know gang member voice and my my whole demeanor as a as a former gang banger. Not that I ever was in a gang, but had a lot of family members that were. So I just, you know, that culture is just so ingrained in me um, as part of my day-to-day life, even still to this day. So I was able to do that lampoon, and I got a shit ton of hate from people um, who were defending this man, which I don't understand how you can defend his actions in any way whatsoever. Um, But it's got 88,400 views and 16 hours, including a suspension in between there, someone suspend um, reported my account for harassment and bullying of him. It my video was taken down. I filed an appeal. I had it restored and overturned. So haha, you cannot cancel culture me. People who do not like cancel culture, um, it's just it's just weird. So Saturday before the James Ianazo um, situation here, I had. Just hit my 9,000th follower on TikTok. I was at 9,000, and I was at around 200,000 likes, 200,000 even likes on there, just based on my content. In the 36 hours since, I went from 9,000 followers to just under 12,800 followers. And in likes, I went from 200,000 even to 300,300. And that's just an amazing jump, exponential jump. It allowed me to actually qualify for monetization on TikTok, which I'm going to work on with sponsors and whatnot. Um, I want to get to 100000 because there's a point where people can leave tips 
for me on TikTok, which I'm really, really looking forward to because that's another source of income. Just going to work that much harder until I get there. Um, but it's just amazing. And that Dinesh guy, I think is that Dinesh guy on Twitter had 2.4 million views on his account and a million views on TikTok as well. And the crazy thing about it is he is already established. He already had hundreds of thousands of followers. So his views came from just all of his followers. My views came from randos uh, finding me on social media and retweeting and whatnot. It is the biggest Twitter post I've ever done as well. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 450,000 on the main Twitter post. And there's several others that have got tens of thousands of views as well. I may actually get to a million views in a month on Twitter for the first time ever. I came close a couple of times. I'm talking about profile views. It's a crazy amount of people. And I've added over 100 and some odd followers since um, this past weekend. So it's been really viral. It's been really good for business. It's been a lot stressful. I haven't got a lot of sleep yet. But um, whenever I told my wife that I stayed up for this, I was like, I knew that it's a gold mine. I knew that there's going to be weeks worth of content with this. There's a podcast, there's several videos, there's a lot of conversation, there's a lot of new friends on social media as a result of this a-hole, and I had to take advantage of it. And I think that's the one important thing about Notorious Banker is anytime there's a story that's even close to being indirectly related to a bank, i got to talk about it because this is my bread and butter, man. This is what I love to do. I love helping people with vigilante customer service, but at the same time, I understand I am a commentator, I am an entertainer, and I am a social media influencer at that point. And I really know that if I work hard at it, I can be the best that I can be. But social media just got a little crazy with it. There's so many comments and all these random people. And this is the way that it is on Twitter, too, whenever they're talking about our former president. Uh, people who defend him blindly harass you. Um, for not agreeing with them, making fun of your weight, your height, the way that you look or whatever. I grew up with all that shit. And I used to be a bully in some aspects as well. So I understand the mindset of someone in that role. But here's the thing. They never have their picture on social media. They always have a fake name or they have private accounts or whatever. And the reason why is because they're the ones touting these weapons of words, of hate, of all this vitriol that doesn't need to be there. And I used to I used to have the desire to fight back against people like that. I don't have that desire anymore. I don't want to talk to anyone that doesn't want to talk rationally to me. Um, I used to say for many, many years, I only blocked about 10 people in the first 14 years of social media. Well, I've blocked about 100 people on TikTok today. I've blocked about 50 people on Twitter. And it's just because, you know what, you're not even worth a conversation if you're going to start out so negatively. And, and I will talk to you even if I don't agree with you, but I don't like the way you get going. I'm not going to talk to you. Trust me when I say that knowing that I have so many followers and I've gained so many followers, based on the content that I provide as a notorious banker, I'm going to tell you one thing. I know if I block one or two people, that's not going to hurt my bottom line. It's only going to help me because it's going to allow me to focus on the task at hand. And that's talking about big banks, not talking smack to some random person who doesn't even have their first name on their social media. But it's really opened my eyes as to how social media is just negative and stressful, and I've I've dealt with that a lot of my life as well. Um, but like I said, I'm blocking people. I'm just going to try to be happy. I'm going to just try to do my own thing. I'm not going to try to please everyone at the same time. I want to make sure that I'm interactive to a point where I'm fun to listen talk to, even if you don't agree with me. 
And that's the thing with this is, you know what, you can just keep on retweeting the same video and just have a bunch of negativity lying around and say, oh, this asshole needs to go to jail. This asshole needs to be fired or whatever. But you know what? Make it your own. Talk about workplace experiences. Talk about how this made you feel. Talk about things that other people don't talk about and you'll be successful in social media. And it seems like the Notorious Banker Project has done that um, during the story here. But I just wanted to thank everyone who has found my podcast uh, the several thousand people who have added me over the past weekend on um, Twitter and TikTok, at Bank Better Guy on Twitter, at Notorious Banker on TikTok. And um, a lot of support, laughs, um, high fives from all the people who have supported me. And even the people who don't like me, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I may not be your cup of tea, but I'm still going to be something that's able to be drunk if you want to consume it. And um, I promise you I will treat you with respect as long as you treat me with respect as well. I'm going to wrap it up for now because I'm really done talking about this. And um, aside from this TikTok video that I posted and a couple things on social media, I'm going to refrain from talking about this Ayanazo character um, for the foreseeable future until his court date maybe because I just it's just too much. And I want to get back to the task at hand and that's creating content that allows people to think about big banks and what what bad they are for people. I want to talk to people about finding better ways to bank and I want to tell people funny stories about my life that happened in banking and the life that I currently lead now. Once again, follow me on TikTok at NotoriousBanker. Find me on Twitter at BankBetterGuy. Go to Patreon.com slash NotoriousBanker where a $1 contribution could help me, the Notorious Banker, fight back against big banks. You can also find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. And you can go to www.thenotoriousbanker.com and find my YouTube links, um, methods of cash app, and Venmoing me. I don't accept Zelle as well. Um, and also my P.O. box is there, so if you'd like to send me a $100 bill in an unmarked envelope, I wouldn't hate you for that. Um, I work hard for the people, and I work hard for not a lot of money. To keep the lights on here, contributions do matter. If you have any questions about banking or finance, I'll be glad to answer them for you. If you want to talk privately about this situation, I'm all ears. You can find my social media accounts and DM me. I'll respond as long as you're being respectful. But until we meet again, my friends, until or until breaking news warrants, my name is James Notorious Banker signing off. James Ionazzo, um sorry about your job loss but i am not sorry at the same time this needs to be a reality check for you and your family to understand one thing that you know what being that entitled to where you can walk into a store and assault young girls is not cool okay there's there's going to be a reckoning here with you and it's going to suck because you don't have that job anymore but i really hope you take the time to better yourself i really hope you take the time to figure out what you've done wrong in life and what you can do better for the rest of your life. Because you know what? This world needs people to run it. And although I don't want to trust you with my money now, there might be a smoothie job in it for you somewhere. There might be a janitorial job in it for you somewhere. But first, you need to understand that, hey, you need to make amends. I really hope you plead guilty. I really hope you make amends with everyone. And at the same time, go to hell for treating those little girls like crap. Go to hell. My name is James, the Notorious Banker, signing off. We'll talk to you soon, and you have a great day. Goodbye.